Hello and welcome to the SideQuest podcast, part of the PS Nation podcast network. I'm going to call it that even though it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of your party members, Andy, and I'm joined by Wyatt. Hello. And this is the podcast about anime, RPGs, Avengers, <laughs> basically whatever we feel like, because sometimes we uh, don't talk about RPGs or anime. Um, we talk about but, plenty uh, about other cartoons as well. This is true. This is true. Yep, we got a big show for today, so I guess we can jump right into news and stuff. Um, I know one uh, bit of news that came out in the past month that was very exciting for me was that they're working on the Disgaea 1 remake called uh, Disgaea Refine. And uh, there's a teaser website up, and I think there's actually more news since I put this in the, the document. <laughs> um, like, I know they announced it's coming west, and they're having a limited edition. Yeah. I don't remember if they gave it a date or anything else. Yeah, it's coming out in Japan July 26th, but for the west, it's coming out in the fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think they've dated the west one, just fall release window. Yeah, but probably yeah. should have double checked that. But <laughs> but yeah, the uh, oh god, the collector's edition for the West though has it's like it's kind of funny what it's got because it's got like a few of the standard items, like a uh, soundtrack, art book, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple uh, not as standard <laughs> items, <laughs> like uh, they have one of those um, uh, mouse pads with Etna on it that's you know supposed to have extra cushioning. But uh, <laughs> but because it's Etna, they called it a no-pie mouse pad because it's completely flat. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, uh, that's fitting. Yeah. But that and they also have one of those uh, it's just like a printy shaped like a cube. Oh, yeah, the, like pillow thingy. Yeah. Like a like cushion or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, they had one of those of uh, Chocobo at my local card shop, and I almost bought it. I was like, oh, that looks really cute. I kind of want it. Nice. I don't know and if I there's didn't. an official thing or whatever. I just remember seeing at one of a convention, like, they, they were called cock blocks. Because <laughs> it was just, like, a bunch of chickens, like, in that block form. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That's a name. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just like, so... Yeah, it's actually a pretty neat collector's edition. I think it was, they said it was going to be 100 bucks. Well, not for me, because I used my rewards points on their <laughs> website to get it. Nice. And I had quite a few from all of the uh, Atelier limited editions, so I think it ended up costing me like 20 bucks. Nice. Yep. Got to get on that savings. <laughs> yep. Savings as in... All the money I spent previously means that I don't have to spend as much money this time. Hey. Rewards points, so good. <laughs> yep. But yeah, and then uh, in terms of other remakes, remasters, or whatever this might be or might not be, but uh, Bandai Namco has trademarked the subtitle of the Xenosaga Episode 3 in the United States, which is just totally random but is <laughs> heavily speculated that they might come out with a remaster of the trilogy fingers crossed maybe we'll see <laughs> I, yeah it's kind of all up in the air yeah they're, they're keeping it close to the chest I think maybe it's uh, going to be an E3 announcement 
That would be interesting. That would, if, if that announcement happened on Sony's stage, that would definitely not be something I think a lot of people would expect. Well, now that they've had this news out there that uh, the trademark got, uh, or the subtitle got trademarked, yeah. many people would be expecting a little bit more. Well, I mean, I could expect an announcement at E3. I just don't know that I'd expect an announcement on Sony's stage. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. Especially the way they did like the last couple years, where it's mostly been about the bigger games. Yeah. But well, speaking of things that uh, did happen on Sony's stage, there's more Shenmue news. <laughs> um, in this case, they have announced that they're doing an HD collection of Shenmue One and Two, which will be on all the major platforms. I think. Actually, I guess it's just it was just Xbox and PS4 and Steam, so no Switch. Yet, sorry, Much Switch owner. Chagrin of <laughs> Nintendo fans. But yeah, uh, that's that's not a series I've really played myself. If just because I never had a game uh, Dreamcast and I never had an Xbox, <laughs> so it's probably good that they're uh, putting this out on PS4. So if I want to jump into Shenmue Three, I could uh, try out Shenmue HD. Yeah, it's funny. I I've always been interested in playing, and I remember actually. I rented the second game from Blockbuster at some point in my life and played that on Xbox, but um, yeah, that I never really got that far into it, and yeah, I was interested in going back to it, mm-hmm. but yeah, oh man, Blockbuster, I haven't thought about that in so long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blockbuster still exists in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, all I really know about Shenmue is uh, forklifts. Are a thing apparently. Not, not sailors as well. Come on, you got to get both of those. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I didn't even know that. I just know <laughs> for some reason forklifts are associated with Shenmue. Yeah, forklifts and sailors. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, uh, Persona Three and Persona 5 dancing games have got some DLC announcements which uh, yeah, Persona 3's getting Virtua Fighter crossover DLC and Persona 5's getting Yakuza and Sonic crossover DLC <laughs> but, all of the Sega things yeah, but that Sonic outfit is purely for Morgana <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, yeah <laughs> I don't know if anyone else could really I mean, I guess you could do, like, I don't know, main character is Knuckles, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about the extended cast. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the first, I say the first, Persona 4 dancing had uh, Miku in it, so, you know, <laughs> more crossovers. Of course, Miku actually kind of made sense, because, you know, she's actually singer. So in that case, I guess the Yakuza DLC also makes sense since all of those <laughs> games have those <laughs> mini games, karaoke mini games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sega is really uh, <laughs> crossing over all their franchises into this. I saw a funny thing that was like the Sega Extended Universe or something, and it was like this or the Sega timeline. So it showed you know this happens first, and then Sonic happens, and then Yakuza happens, and then Persona happens, and <laughs> it was one of those kind of. Images making fun of the uh, Zelda timeline things. <laughs> nice. This is the universe where, you know, <laughs> this happened. 
<laughs> well, then, in uh, other news, one of the games that I saw at uh, E3 last year that I rather enjoyed was Moonlighter, which is kind of a kind of like Reseteer on PC, where you're playing as someone who runs a shop, but then you have to like go out and do RPG combat and stuff to gather the things that you'll sell in your shop. And uh, that game has an announcement now for release date, which is uh, May 29th, so it's one I'm looking forward to. Nice. They also, he gave me the uh, early access on Steam, but my old computer couldn't run it, so <laughs> I haven't played the uh, early access version, but maybe I can run it now that I have a, a new computer. Oh, nice. But yeah, I don't... <laughs> God, I have... Restateer on my Steam list that I got in some sale some long time ago, but I have never played it. <laughs> well, it's it's con- a good game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've, I've always considered it, but then, like, you know, other backlog and... Oh, God, I don't want to get... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I totally know how that is, because, uh, I mean, I have several new games that I got over the past couple weeks that I, you know, paid money for. And what have I been spending my free time on? Stupid phone games that are free. <laughs> I was thinking about making one of those meme images. It's like, which would win? Uh, $60 games that I paid? And it was like God of War and Galgun 2. Or, you know, phone free games. <laughs> and it shows the free games I've been playing. But we'll get to that in what we're playing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, the... Uh... My Hero Academia game is announced for the West, finally. Thank God. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully Maybe. <laughs> hopefully it's good. <laughs> At least the art style looks good. I mean, we'll see how the gameplay holds up. But Yeah. Yeah, it's release date is sometime this year. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was also finally gave out a trailer that showed actual combat and it was interesting that it is actually going to be more 1v1 fighting instead of actually fighting a bunch of random nameless villains so yeah i think with that series it kind of makes sense to do more of a like 1v1 kind of thing yeah i mean i guess there's certain characters who have powers that are good for fighting a bunch of mooks but uh the a lot of the b- battles in the show are kind of 1v1 or 2v2 or things like that. Yeah. It makes sense now that I think about it. I was just thinking I was just thinking of all the other or most other tie-in games like that that would be more mm-hmm. of mob fighting. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember who who's have they announced it's playable? Obviously uh, Deku. a lot. <laughs> They've announced a yeah. lot. <laughs> Just like I'm wondering how some of them will play because some of those power sets are like not entirely conducive to <laughs> a game. I mean, yeah, there's that one character whose power is to just erase other people's abilities. Yeah, like. But yeah, I mean, how do you play as him? But I mean, he does also have a fighting style where he uses um, bandage or like. That's true. Uh, yeah, tape bandages, sort of stuff to like yeah. bind people in combination with his ability to erase powers, so very, Mm -hmm. you know, he's definitely good at uh, restraining people. But how do you do, like, touching someone to remove their gravity? (laughs) Well, admittedly, she also, her, she can touch anything, so, like, one, like, 
one of the best fights just was like where she was like actually like touching a bunch of rubble to remove to like have it fly into the air and then have it all crash down at the end. Yeah. Honestly, I think out of the first two seasons that might have been one of my favorite fights. Yeah. If just because I thought it showed a lot of growth for her character. Yeah, that fight is oh my god. <laughs> like everyone was hype- hyping up uh Deku versus um uh what's his name? But half and half. But yeah. <laughs> half and half. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I mean, that, that fight was cool and all, but it was also felt a little bit anticlimactic. I guess it was just, it was surprising for other spoiler reasons that I won't say. But, um, but yeah, the, the fight with Bakugo versus her was, was good. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we get to recreate moments like that. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Well, speaking of other names that have, uh, or other games, <laughs> games that have been announced for uh, North America, um, Moosinks, which was is a rhythm game, uh, has been announced for North America for PS4 and Vita, in addition to the Switch version. So this is a rhythm game that was actually already on the Vita, but it was a PlayStation Mobile title. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't get it anymore, and. Uh, even though I bought it, I can't play it anymore because I lost my licenses. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. Aww. I mean, it was only like two bucks or something, so I'm not not shook up about it. But still, they're finally doing like a kind of full release um, for both PS4 and Vita, so it should be good. Yeah, that's nice. I think they're also coming out with it on the Switch as well, but yeah. Yeah, it's also on the Switch. But yeah, um... There's just a little tiny bit of news as uh, for Super Bomberman R is getting some exclusive characters for every version of it coming out, and uh, the PlayStation version gets a Ratchet and Clank character. Yeah, that was pretty cool. A little bit surprised it was like it was that and not uh, I don't know Aloy or Kratos or something, but. I think I guess <laughs> I think Ratchet and Clank fits into that aesthetic a little better than those that, characters. Yeah. Then yeah, again, that's what I was gonna say is like it does make for a pretty cute, you know, little character for that art style as opposed to Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I say that, and now I'm thinking I'm remembering in the post that they mentioned that the Master Chief is the character for Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> but you do do Chibi Master <laughs> Chief, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I think the, the PC or Steam release one was the Portal character, or one of the AIs. I don't know. Yeah, the Portal 2 guy. What's his name? Peabody? Yeah, I think it was Peabody. No. Or... or the other one. I, I forget what the other guy's name is. One of the guys from the co-op for Portal 2. Yeah. Yep. Well, then, speaking of other crossovers, uh, Everybody's Golf is actually getting an interesting crossover. With uh, Atelier Lydia and Suele, which is kind of not what I would have expected, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Some couple costumes that you can purchase in the game with some of the in-game currency, so it was won't even cost any extra money. And I I saw that news and I was like, hmm, I should I should find my disc of Everybody's <laughs> Golf and put that back in, because <laughs> I played a little bit of it. It's like one of the few sports games that I actually play, but then I got distracted by other games and didn't play much more <laughs> nice but yeah you gonna 
get the uh, everybody's golf costumes when you start when you uh, in the Atelier game as well. Uh, I, oh, are there, are there everybody's golf costumes for that? Yeah, it's a double crossover. Oh, okay. I actually didn't even realize that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, <laughs> go into some griping. So I've been playing uh, the new Atelier, and. I've been enjoying it, but then they announced a season pass for the DLC, which is ninety freaking dollars. What? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's like here's a few costumes, here's a couple extra levels, and I'm like, no, that's that's not worth it. It's like that's more than the cost of the game. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I've been kind of avoiding buying any DLC for that game. I think I've been the, uh, I think it's free at least. The, this oh crossover. yeah! If it's free, then I'd probably download it because I I downloaded the other free DLC. They had a couple like starter pack and stuff like that. And obviously, I got a couple costumes for pre-ordering it, so I have a few downloadable things. But I just didn't feel like actually paying obscene amounts of money. Yeah. Like I think the costumes in previous games were like three bucks, and now they're like seven bucks or something like that. It's yeah, they're going a little bit overboard in my opinion. That's sad. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. I remember. Uh, I guess the last bit of news is that uh, Xseed is localizing uh, Senran Kagura <laughs> Renewal, which is yep. a remake of a, one of the 3DS versions. Yeah, I think it's a remake of the first 3DS game. Or by first I mean the remake of the remake of the first game. <laughs> it, they did one of those things where they put out the base game and then like a year later they put out, you know, the plus version that was the base game plus a bunch of extra content. So for the US they ended up only licensing the plus game with all the extra content. So we never had to buy it twice, but I think in Japan if you if you bought that original first version then you kinda got screwed but I would imagine that that's the one that they're gonna remake for the PS4 for this one I just I don't remember offhand yeah oh. looks like it's coming out in the fall of this year mm-hmm. I'm wondering how much they'll change because for the 3DS games they were kind of like side-scrolling brawlers whereas then when they put them on the Vita they made them into like a 3D brawler more like a Muso game a Dynasty Warriors game so I'm wondering if they're going to completely revamp the fighting style or if it's just going to be, you know, port but better graphics. Mm. I guess I could probably look at trailers and stuff, but well, let's see. It doesn't require too much work. <laughs> yeah, it says, yeah, they're, it's, uh, the director's cut style of the inaugural entry is what this is a remaster of. So, yeah. And then also mentions... Brings the prior's release classic 2.5D action to modern hardware with full 3D remake and a fresh retelling of the story that started it all. Ah, okay. So I guess it will be more Dynasty Warrior style. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, that's one I might end up picking up. I did, I did enjoy that on the 3DS. Wasn't. It was all right. Um, I kind of liked the style from the Vita ones better, but it was pretty pretty fun, and I actually thought the story was decent for what's otherwise mostly a fan service game. 
Yeah. Never gotten into the series myself, but mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so many other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it for all of our news. Uh, didn't have any feedback or any emails or anything, so we'll jump right into what we've been playing, and I, I'm going to start this month. So, uh, obviously talked about it a little bit in the news, but I've been playing a lot of uh, Atelier Lydian Suele, and uh, yeah, it's it's been good. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Atelier series. I know I've talked about it a few times on here. It's an alchemy game where a big part of the game is you know, synthesizing items, putting together different ingredients to make uh, different bombs and equipment, stuff like that. So I've been... Uh, been really enjoying that. The story's been good. The characters have been good. It's it's pretty good. Um, they made a few like small changes from the last couple games. Like now you can actually do. They call it alchemy, but you can do like alchemy during a battle, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's neat. Where uh, in the middle of a fight, sometimes you can trigger uh, what they call a battle mix, and it's not nearly as involved as the regular alchemy, which is probably a good thing because sometimes I'll spend like half an hour on a single item. <laughs> In the regular alchemy but when you're in a fight you get like you'll you'll pick a material that you have in your inventory and then you can just combine that with uh this special stuff that you get and then essentially make a bomb on the fly and which materials you use will also kind of determine like what bonus effects it has so it's not nearly as involved it's basically just throwing in one material but if you do have like a material that has extra damage then you know your bomb will get extra damage kind of thing which is pretty cool that's neat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. I've always... I've tried to get into that series a few times, but it's not like... I mean, it's so bad. It's, again, backlog, and... Oh God, I'm saying that so much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest things for me was also, like, I, I'm... <laughs> when I play RPGs, I'm also, like, an item hoarder, so I've, I've tried to get into that series to try to make me use items more. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's definitely a problem I've had in the past, is... Um, not so much hoarding all of the items, but occasionally you'll get one of the materials that'll be really strong. You know, it'll have a really high quality, it'll have some good traits on it, and then it's like, shoot, do I really want to use this on this recipe? And they've kind of learned from some of the previous games, and now they'll often offer ways for you to either duplicate materials or duplicate what you make from it. Um, Like in this one, eventually you get the ability to essentially refill your bombs when you get back to your uh, atelier. So that way I'm more likely to be like, okay, I can spend these good materials to make this bomb because I'm not going to lose it once I use it. Hmm. And one of the new things that they add in this one that's really nice is that um, your weapons have like slots on them. So there's like a main slot and a sub slot. And you can obviously alchemize the little things that go in there. So again, like it's really nice because I can go, oh, well, I'm making this sub slot item and I can use all my really good stuff because once I get a stronger base weapon, I can just take it off the old weapon and put it on the new one. And that way I'm not, I'm not losing this thing that I spent some good materials on. Yeah. It's like make a really good bomb, use it on a single mob. And that was it. (laughs) Yeah. The way they kind of get around that is you tend to get better and better materials as you get through the game. But every once in a while you get one that's like really good or you're like, Oh, I got these two traits that are going to combine together and, do I really want to waste them or whatever? So um, it's nice when they kind of offer ways to to mitigate, you know, not losing stuff that you've used. Yeah. Good to see that they're thinking up more ways for that to work, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, another thing that I've enjoyed about the series that kind of is the antithesis of a lot of RPGs is how the stories tend to not be like these big bombastic, you know, something's going to ruin the world kind of thing. Um, there's actually a little bit of that in this one, which is interesting for the series, but for the most part, these are really kind of character driven and a lot of it's about, uh, you know, how the characters interact and their own personal aspirations as opposed to saving the world kind of thing. I know that's definitely not something that everyone enjoys, but <laughs> I feel like it's a lot like a slice of life anime in that people who would enjoy a slice of life anime would probably enjoy the kind of character driven moments of the, uh, Atelier series. Yeah, especially they they have also toned down the time limit stuff, right? Yeah. So this, the the funny thing is these these games tend to come in like trilogies. So this is the third game in the uh, mysterious trilogy because they all have a mysterious in the subtitle. <laughs> um, and this one and the first one in this series have basically no time limits. The second one has a time limit for the first part of the game and then it goes away. Um, but for this one. There's a time system, and so it'll cycle between, like, day and night, and there'll be, like, different enemies out at night kind of thing, but none of your main... Okay, one of your main missions has a time <laughs> limit, but for the most part, none of your main missions have a time limit, and then it's just some of the side quests that'll be, you know, you have ten days to kill these three enemies or whatever kind of thing. So they've really been kind of toning down on that. That was one thing that some fans didn't like, some fans did. I kind of go back and forth on it, um... A few of the games are obtuse enough that the time limit kind of starts to play into it, but for the most part, a lot of the games are easy enough to kind of get through. The time limit just kind of prevents you from sitting there and twiddling your thumbs doing nothing for too long. Yeah. I mean, I go back and forth, too. It's just that, you know, I always worry that I'm like, oh, I want to experiment, but am I going to screw myself with what time I have available? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I probably did a lot more save scumming in the games when they had the time <laughs> limit. Because it'd be like, all right, I'm going to save. I'm going to go try to make this thing, see how it turns out. If it turns out how I want, okay, it didn't. I'm just going to reload my save. <laughs> um, so I guess in that respect, it's probably good that there's no time limit because I haven't really felt the need to save scum. Um, other than the normal RPG things where, you know, something happens and, you know, you're it changes the status quo for a little bit, and you're like, oh, i got to split my save now in case <laughs> I want to go back to before the status quo change. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few minor parts like that in this one, but not not big things. But yeah, I've been enjoying that. My, my written review, um, I just finished it yesterday, so that'll probably be up in a few days whenever Josh gets around to editing it. I actually haven't quite finished the game yet. I'm still like, chapter from the end but most of the way through far enough that I felt comfortable reviewing it and then another game that I got for review is the Swords of Ditto so this is a kind of Zelda-esque game but also it's got some uh, roguelike in it I don't know. Is that how you would describe it? I know you've been playing it too. Yeah, Zelda roguelike or two D Zelda roguelike is exactly how yeah, I yeah, would sorry, describe this Zelda. game. <laughs> Basically, so it's kind of like you're the legendary hero who's got to save the world. You inherited the sword, and so you go and try to fight the bad guy. And if you lose, then you lose everything. And essentially, the game skips forward like a hundred years, and it's like, okay, now you're this new person who's a, inherited the sword. 
who has to fight the bad guy. Yeah. So it's been it's been pretty good. Um, I still haven't actually beaten the bad guy yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually I, I managed to beat her once, but it's like it's funny. It's like as you say, it's like if you you die, you it goes forward a hundred years, and the bad guy ruled for those hundred years, and a new hero arises that you play. But even if you beat her, then it's just like. As the story sets up, another hundred years passes in peace, and then she comes back again anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you're kind of keep replaying, and there's kind of some hints to some other stuff. I don't want to give too much away right now, but, um, yeah, it's interesting how there might be a other ending to this that I'm still trying to figure out myself. I, I would imagine, because I feel like there's got to be something where you're like, okay, you vanquished her for good or something. I would, I would expect there to be some kind of ending like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to play more yeah. to find out. But, yeah, I'm having fun with the, some of the random dungeons that pop up. Uh, I actually managed to encounter the Loco Roco dungeon that they included in the game. Yeah, that was the uh, PlayStation exclusive edition was adding a Loco Roco dungeon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that dungeon gets more randomized other times you play it, but it was pretty simple from... It was like one floor, but it was still funny mm. just to see Loco Roco in there all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying it. The thing that I don't like is it. I feel like it really takes you a long time to get back into the action after you die. Because it's like, oh, you died, okay. You got to wake up, you got to run to the graveyard to gather the stuff, and then it's like, okay, you only get the sword and your money and your level. So you don't get to keep any of the items that you uh, unlocked which is kind of annoying because you might have had some pretty good weapons and you don't get to keep like any of the stickers that you put on weapons to make them stronger, that kind of stuff, which I guess is, you know, par for the course for a roguelike, but then it's like, oh, shoot, well, now I got to go do that first dungeon again. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of frustrating. The, I mean, the yeah, that combined with the fact that you're actually on a time limit in that game as well is... Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that is a little bit annoying. Because you only have four days to beat the boss, and if you don't... Well, actually, I don't know what happens, because I haven't made it that long. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... I uh, imagine that you lose. Yeah, the, the thing is, on the last day, you're just forced to go fight her, regardless of if oh, you're prepared okay. or not. Okay. Well, that's not quite as bad. It's not like you instantly lose that. No, no. Just uh, hopefully okay. you actually have enough levels and <laughs> did enough to weaken her. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right now, on my current life, I'm in the anchor area. Okay. So, and I, I managed to find a sub-dungeon, sub so I got the bow and arrow, too, which is really nice. Yeah. I do like that that weapon. Yeah, and I think it was my second life, I got the laser ring, and oh my god, the laser ring is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, I also got, oh, I got a sticker that lets me roll and make fire. So some of the really annoying enemies, like the zombies, I'll just like roll past them and let them walk through my fire and get burned. Nice. That's pretty good. I, I imagine you want to get the Loco Roco sticker because yeah, you get the stick that sticker from beating the Loco Roco dungeon, and it lets you roll infinitely. <laughs> so you can just hold the button well, down. You probably can't have both at the same time, huh? No, you can. I'm pretty sure you can. Huh. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, because like as you fire everywhere, as you level up, you unlock more sticker slots. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm only level five, I think. Okay. 
Yeah, as I think the one thing is like your fire sticker says that it drains your energy while you use it, so it's not like yeah, you it can does use it indefinitely. But yeah. well, the other funny thing is, um, so the fire that you make doesn't burn yourself, at least it hasn't for me. However, <laughs> if you roll through grass and set the grass on fire, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you will touch the grass and burn yourself, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. I, I just remember, like, yeah, the first time I encountered the grass, I'm like, oh, they're doing Breath of the Wild style. If you light something on fire, it's going to propagate. Hope to God you are not in it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you start with a torch, and you can light patches of grass on fire, and it'll kind of jump from patch of grass to patch of grass if it's close enough. Yeah. Which is actually kind of nice if there's a bunch of enemies in the grass. You can, like, light it, run away, and set them all on fire. <laughs> so good. There's definitely, there's definitely some really cool parts about the game. Yeah, there's for that. Yeah, there's some nice interaction with stuff there. But mm-hmm. and then yeah, the game looks great with that uh art style. It's nice yeah. and cartoony. Kind of cartoony. And of course your characters randomize each time. So right now I'm playing as the Monkey King. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not even realize that they were monkeys. <laughs> but I, yeah, it looks exactly like the um the legend from Japan, Monkey King. Nice. Yeah, I haven't gotten a non-human character yet, but uh, I, the character I beat the boss on, I was a ninja, and now my next life, I am a, uh, uh, what is it, like a luchador wrestler. Yeah, I had the luchador. <laughs> but, so, yeah. yeah, so Swords of Ditto, working on that for review. Yeah. Hopefully. It's, oh, I, I, keep mean, I keep wanting to try the game in co-op. I haven't done that yet. But, uh, oh, yeah, me either. One of the interesting things, it is, unfortunately, only local co-op, but a feature I remembered and told a couple friends about, and they've been using it, was that the whole PlayStation has that feature where you can stream your gameplay to somebody else as well as hand them a controller virtually. So mm-hmm. they've been playing it together online using that feature. <laughs> so it's an option for oh, people yeah. if they want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking of PS4 features, I didn't mention this, but uh, last weekend I was in Vegas for my birthday, and one of the nights I couldn't sleep, so I pulled up my Vita, and I was streaming uh, Atelier from the hotel room <laughs> nice. using uh, the remote play. I was I was surprised by how well it was working. Like I had had mixed success in the past, but obviously being like a turn-based game with, you know, I don't really need timing to matter, so it was working pretty well. Nice. And then uh, I don't think I talked about this last month. It wasn't in our document, so I don't think I did. But I th- right around the time when we recorded the last episode, there was some DLC that came out for DJ Max Respect. So this one was adding songs from the arcade game DJ Max Technica, and uh, so obviously I bought that, which got me into a kick of playing DJ Max for a few days before I was well, I was waiting for other things to come out. <laughs> um. So always, that's always a game that I, I enjoy going back to. And when there's new songs, even more reason to go back to it. Plus, the uh, the English version came out last month, too. I'm obviously still playing my imported version, but just to support the, the localization, I ended up picking up the English version as well. Nice. Does the DLC work? On the English, or nope. do you have to rebuy it? Yeah, I figured you did. I have to rebuy it. <laughs> but fortunately, I used... They had those promotions for, like, the 20% off stuff. 
So I used the promotion to get the DLC like extra cheap. Nice. 20% oh. off on that. Speaking about promotions, I just remembered that PSN's having that golden week sale. Oh, yeah. I should double check that. Yeah. Same here. Knowing how I am, it'll <laughs> probably be one of those things where I'll look at it and go, that's a good game, but I already own it. Oh, that's a good game, uh, but I already own it. <laughs> yeah, especially for a golden week sale that is definitely going to have a lot of Japanese-themed games. And I'm like, I already have most of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, as I mentioned earlier i've <laughs> been playing a new phone game so this one's called bang dream uh it's another rhythm game basically a lot like the uh love live game that i played in the past so energy based it's free but you run out of energy and if you want to keep playing after you run out of energy you gotta spend money or you know use in-game items plus all the the gotcha mechanics where you're rolling for characters who determine your abilities when you're playing and stuff is funny because I, I downloaded the game when it came out last month. I started playing. I'm like, it's okay. I mean, it's got some anime songs, which is fun. You know, playing songs from like, uh, um, I'm blanking on the name of that stupid <laughs> show. Well, it's got K on it, but it's also got, um, what was the one that was set in New York with the monsters that had the second season recently? Uh,. That I don't know. <laughs> the guy with the the god eyes who could see stuff. The 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 oh, leader of oh. the organization was Kloss. Blood black blood blockade battlefront. Yeah, okay. blood blockade battlefront. I, I I was thinking I was trying to think of some rhythm <laughs> or music based series. <laughs> I was like Oh no, no, yeah. They ha- they just have a bunch of anime openings in the game. So they yeah. have the theme from that show as well. Nice. And uh Stuff from, like, Full Metal Alchemist and all that kind of stuff. So, it's got some decent songs. So, I was playing it, and I was like, you know, outside of, like, the anime theme songs, it's just okay. You know, I'm, I'll probably drop it soon. But I was like, oh, well, I'm close to getting my next uh, my next gotcha. You know, I have, almost have enough gems to roll some more characters. I guess I'll just play until I can roll some more characters. And then I roll, and I get two of the four-star, which is the highest level <laughs> characters. And I'm like, I guess the game just wants me to keep playing. Because <laughs> now I need to level them up and try them out. <laughs> Nice. So now I've been playing it even longer. But that's about it for me. I've been mostly playing uh, Atelier whenever I have free time, which I haven't had a lot of free time. Been really busy with uh, work and then obviously was out of town last weekend and stuff. So So that's about it for me. What about you? Well, I actually kind of forgot about this, but you playing a mobile game or mentioning a mobile game reminded me. I actually picked up a mobile game myself called Masters of Eternity, or as abbreviated, MOE, because, yeah, (laughs) they they know their audience, which, I mean, I've already started to drop off, but it was, it's like a tactical RPG with mechs, and uh, so I had a little fun with that, which after playing Fire Emblem Heroes, it was nice to play a tactical RPG on phone that actually had more options available. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it just reminded me of that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Are the fields bigger than, like, five squares by five squares? Oh, like yeah, in, uh, a lot Fire bigger. Emblem? Okay. <laughs> and then there's, like, actual variable map size, depending on mission type, and, yeah. Uh and, like, characters have three different attacks you can do, not just one attack and one super that just happens to activate every few turns. 
But yeah, so I mean, but yeah, still energy, gotcha stuff. So it's a fun yeah. game. What do you expect? The normal stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, on onto the. I mean, yeah, I mean, and for me, I, I don't really play that stuff at home. It's more like let me just uh, do something really quickly at work while I'm really bored. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, on to some more actual games. <laughs> What's funny was uh, after our last recording session, I was like, you know, talking about Nino Kuni 2, and I'm like, it's like, I wonder if I should really get that game, and then uh, decided to just go replay Dark Cloud 2. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's, yeah, having fun playing that game again. It's not the first time I've replayed this game either, because yeah, I, I did really like the story and the mechanics the whole time travel building stuff I'm remembering how combat can get a little repetitive but it's still kind of fun <laughs> especially because you know it's like you get your two main characters you can switch between as well as the fact that each of the main characters has their own sort of transformation sort of thing bonus state whereas like one of the characters transforms can transform into different monsters and the other character gets to ride a mech. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, so a mech called Steve. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, I mean, the game also had like the whole like you can take pictures of a bunch of different things in town and you can combine, use the pictures to get ideas and combine those ideas to create new th things, which, you know, it's like you can either use, you can create new stuff for the robot or I remember other stuff you can create if it was just purely for a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are a couple other things. But yeah, it was it was a fun game. And yeah, <laughs> it's funny, I actually I just stopped on that chapter I mentioned last recording where it's like yeah, you have to balance the four pillars. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so let me get back into that some more. Um, But yeah, you know. As I said, playing Swords of Ditto. Ditto. Um, Ditto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, knew, you knew I had to make that joke at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've been playing some Overwatch the last couple of weeks, too, because they got their new, um, well, returning new event. Because, yeah, this one, it's like, They've re renamed this event overall Overwatch Archives because, like, every year, I guess, they'll be reliving a past Overwatch event or, like, in mm -hmm. their history during this one. This time, it's a... Uh, the story is of uh, the uh, covert ops off-the-books team doing a mission. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. There, whereas, like, last year it was Tracer's first mission to save a city that was under attack. But, yes, yeah, having fun playing it, getting some of the new costumes. It's like, I don't really worry too much, but, uh, you know, it's like, get a legendary, and I'm like, ooh, sweet. But, yeah. I mean, I managed to get Moira's Blackwatch outfit, which is definitely one of the best ones from the event. Cool. I get those loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. At least you can earn them in-game and don't have to spend money, because I never have. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, then, 
Yeah. Also, oh, actually started or played Monster Hunter World uh, like a day ago because they just came out with the new with the Dante Devil May Cry crossover outfit. I saw a really funny image. It was uh, one person dressed as Dante, one person dressed as Chun Li, and then the uh, Palico dressed as Mega Man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this doesn't seem uh, weird at all. Yeah, but yeah, but was planning on just doing it a couple times and maybe getting back to it later. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Grinded the whole thing out in a day, <laughs> in one setting. <laughs> it, it helped that I, I managed to get like three of the resource to drop on one of the fights instead of just having one drop for every single match. <laughs> I always seem to get one whenever I do those. Yeah, I I only got one drop when I was grinding out the Mega Man Palico outfit, which. Yeah, that wasn't fun. <laughs> like, come on, just give me one drop that has two. Preferably not the last time I'm running it and then gives me more than I need. Because <laughs> uh, that's always so much fun when the game does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, still need to get around to hunting the new Elder Dragon that's disappearing soon. Which, yeah. But I mean, I know it'll be back if I don't get to it, but still at least want to try it. Yeah, I should log on to do that too. I was going through stuff to delete today to make room for God of War. <laughs> I was like, I should, I will not delete that because all these events going on, eventually I'll jump back in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I, uh, oh, I actually got back into playing some Splatoon 2, which I haven't done that in a couple months. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a friend of mine was playing again, or <laughs> playing again, he's always playing. <laughs> But I'm just like, hey, why don't I join you for this? It's been a while and could use a slight change of pace. But yeah, they've uh, added a lot more stuff to that game since I last played it. Well, not a lot. Well, depending on how you look at it. There's a, there's a few more weapons available than I, than I was expecting. And uh, yeah, as, as neat, I was checking out the, what were they called? The Dark Tenta Duelies, I think was the name. I don't remember exactly, but it's like, they're the dualies that let you actually dodge roll four times in a row instead of just two. So, hmm. been been using those kind of neatly to just sort of be like firing and dodging all over the place. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think there was any other big game I was playing. Uh, oh, I guess there's God of War, but... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a big game? I'm not sure. Certainly seems like <laughs> it from uh, all the memes on my Twitter timeline. But yeah, so played that game a uh, lot more than I expected to. Well, okay, I say expected to, but I guess I, I really, I kind of expected this, but was hoping I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I wanted to more evenly pace out playing it not playing it for 15 hours the Saturday of its launch weekend and another 10 hours this Saturday where I beat <laughs> the game at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I saw you were online playing it yesterday, and I was like, oh, I wonder how far he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, guess I'm doing this now because why not? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I've only played like 10 minutes so far, but... Yeah, I definitely good, got into good that. first ten minutes. 
definitely got into that like eh, just one more little thing and and, and then then yeah i beat the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was a really fun game and wow that story was more than i was expecting from a god of war story <laughs> <laughs> but uh i will just say though that the combat in the game eventually gets good but especially in the very beginning i was not having that much fun with it Oh, really? I mean, I only did, like, one encounter so far, but it seemed okay. Yeah, it's it's okay, it's, but it's just, it didn't feel like there was as much variety. I mean, I know you can throw the axe, but, like, against, mm-hmm. I think, like, like the very, like, first, like, troll, or think it, or whatever, the thing that has, like, the giant tree or stone uh, bat that you fight... I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, throwing the axe against him didn't seem to do much damage, and then, like, just smacking him in the leg without many other options was not that fun right away. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, haven't ever played a game that ramps up what you can do in combat. I just, I, I think for me it was that a lot, like, I'd heard a lot of talk about the game, too, that already talked a lot about the opening hours and, like, how Kratos and his son are already doing, which I think, like, since I already knew that, it didn't... That wasn't doing as much for me in the opening of the game, which is why mm-hmm. I noticed the combat more, so I, I kind of hope that, wish that I'd not heard as much about the opening hours. So, I guess that's just... But, yeah. But, yeah, I will just say, yeah, once you start getting some upgrades and some of the special attacks, it does get a lot more fun, so... Mm-hmm. It's just the that opening for me personally. The the other gripe I have with the Leviathan axe is the um the heavy attack is just a launch attack. Uh, I mean, I think you get like one or two modifiers to it later, but that that requires a, some upgrading that takes a while to get to. But it's that was just not as fun because like it there was no going between light and heavy attacks as much to mix up your combos. Which I think. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, like in the original games, when you were using the blades, like you know, like your heavy, your light and heavy attacks, like actually did different things. Like I mean, you did have a launch on your heavy attack in the originals, but you also had mm. other things. Which that that lack of variety on heavy attacks is something I've I've seen in plenty of other games, and I've always sort of like, yeah, I wish you mixed it up a little more there. Light, light, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quintessential God of War combo. <laughs> Get that slam onto the ground that does, like, the spray of, like, lava or whatever. Yeah. But as I said, as you get some upgrades to the axe, you get some more options, and, and it, it gets better. I just, yeah. For, for me, that was a big thing, as well as, um, oh, yeah, that was the other repetitive thing. Some of the grab and insta-kill moves, I wish they added a couple more for some of the enemies because they, they got old. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't... Yeah, the, the story was great and uh, didn't expect to do as many side quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing a lot about how the uh, side quests are worth doing. Like I know MJC was talking about going back and trying to get the platinum, do all the side quests and everything. Yeah, actually, I was reviewing trophies, and I'm like, I think there's one that might have been annoying. 
Um, no, I think they're all... There, there is one that's like, get all the collectibles, but, eh, just look at a guide. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the annoying ones for the past ones is they had, obviously, like, beating it on the harder difficulties, or some of them had, like, beat the game in X number of hours, which could be tough if you weren't good at, like, speedrunning it. Yeah, none, none of those for trophies, thankfully. <laughs> oh, I think the one cool. trophy I... It's not that it's an annoying trophy. I'm just thinking. I was just remembering an annoying the, a couple of the Valkyrie fight. It's like you fight Valkyries as a side thing, and uh, mm-hmm. the fights to me are not as fun as I would hope, because this is even the case with some of the other bosses where it's just like you're kind of like unleash one of your special attacks and the boss will just duck out in the middle of it and now your animation locked and the boss just does something that's just fucking cheap. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, you know... I, as I said, like, you know, when you get those stuff, it makes combat more variety, but then you get into boss fights where they kind of punish you for using that variety and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just... I don't know. But yeah, so still still a great game though. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's about does it for what I'm playing. All right. Well then, uh, I guess we will go to our break and come back with uh, what we're watching and anime of the month. So stick around for the rest of this podcast that you've already listened to an hour of, <laughs> and we'll be right back. break huh <laughs> so long <laughs> well for the people listening it was probably a whole like 30 seconds of music but for us it was a whole like two minutes god like four times the time the magic of uh audio editing but uh i guess we'll jump into what we've been watching and i'm gonna go ahead and start us off so uh last time i talked about watching the first two seasons of my hero academia well, the third season just started, so obviously been watching that. That that first episode was kind of uh, <laughs> interesting. Like, let's do a recap episode, recap episode, but also do the pool episode because we haven't done one of those yet. <laughs> yeah, and for a recap episode, it was nice that it was you know not actually uh, just straight clips, but like sort of yeah. characters actually talking and interacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they've been kind of getting into the swing of things, so the few episodes after that have been pretty good, jumping back into the actual plot of the show, moving things along yeah. with uh, the good old training arcs. <laughs> might not be a training arc much longer. <laughs> yeah, the things have, are definitely happening a lot faster than I thought they would get up to again, but yeah. <laughs> that you, you haven't read the manga or anything, have you? No. Okay, yeah, me either. Yeah, I don't generally read manga. 
Ah, gotcha. I mean, I have a. Okay. I was. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but as I have said, I think especially many times on this sh- podcast, backlog so. Many, yeah. <laughs> I have so many other things to do. Well, see, I have a problem when I start watching a show that's as it's airing like this. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm enjoying this. I kind of want it faster. Oh, right. The manga is like two years ahead. Well, time to go read the manga. <laughs> and then I end up like, you know, ruining it. For, not really ruining it, for, ruining it for myself, but, you know, spoiling myself on what will happen in the anime by reading ahead. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't done that with uh, My Hero yet, but uh, that's because the first two seasons, I it was all already out. So I just kind of shotgunned it all in a few days. Nice. Yeah. And then uh mentioned it briefly before, but uh Violet Evergarden finally came out on Netflix. So I also watched all of that in like a weekend. <laughs> and holy crap was that good. Man, that show was very good. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how to describe it other than it was very good. Like I loved the characters, I loved the setting. Um Got very emotional a few times, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like um, it. Yeah. Like, they, they do a really good job of kind of, like, making you um, empathize with different characters and what they're going through, what they're feeling. Just the way everything kind of works together to to keep it... Um, keep you kind of in the universe and in the mind space of a lot of the characters. Yeah, it was... It was a really good show, so if anyone's got Netflix and they want to watch some kind of drama um, about a girl who was in war and is kind of trying to figure out what to do after the war, it's a really good really good show for that. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, I thought it was going to be, well, it's, it's sort of, I felt like it was going to be good in those aspects, which is why I couldn't watch it. <laughs> because, like, it, from, like the way I could get it on a daily or a weekly basis as was airing instead of waiting for Netflix. But it was like, it aired on Wednesday nights and it was just like, I'd just be tired from work. And I'm just like, I don't know that I can really watch a show like that right now. <laughs> but I, I say that, but there was also a lot of uplifting messages that kind of end up coming through within some of the more, you know, tear jerker moments. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about how, there's a couple arcs, you know, about someone losing someone special to them, but there's also a lot that comes through in, like, how that loss has uh, allowed those characters to kind of grow and become better. And so there's there's obviously uplifting moments within some of the sadder parts, which um, I guess just kind of speaks even more to how, how well-written and everything this show is. Yeah. As, I mean, yeah, I figured there's some of the, there's that, too. I just... I'd, I'd like to be in the right mood when I do mm-hmm. experience stuff like that. Like, yeah. I will say, I it took me a year after the remaster of The Last of Us to come out to, before I actually got around to playing it because <laughs> of how I knew that game was going to be heavy. And I'm just like, it was just took me so long to actually find the time to be in the mood to play it. And then when I did, it was... It, it was so great because I, yeah, I just was, I was able to really get into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Yep. 
And there's also some awesome parts too. Like they they do go back and show Violet during the war, and because it's KyoAni and their animation is amazing, there's some really cool fight scenes in it too. So, so yeah, great show all around. Highly recommend. Um, uh, something that started airing just a couple weeks ago, actually. A lot of stuff that started airing a couple weeks ago because the new season started. But uh, uh, one of them is the new Sword Art Online series. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this one's the the gun shooting McBang Bang Online, right? <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, sure. That that's what the name of that yeah. game is. It's actually it's actually uh, so this is um, gun our Sword Art Online alternative. I think the they call it that, right? Yeah. Because this one is not focusing on Kirito, who is the main character in all of the other sword art Yay. shows <laughs> okay most of the other sword art shows save for that one arc where <laughs> uh what's her face is the main character asana yeah yeah but he still shows um, up there <laughs> yeah he still shows up and plays a pivotal role in being jesus coon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah so this one he's currently been nowhere to found be found after three episodes so that's good. Well, <laughs> pro- oh, is he in the fourth episode? No, 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 no. It's it's not that. It's just that he he technically shows up because of they they reference something that he did. Not that it, oh, it even matters that it was kind yeah. of him. It was just sort of like okay, yeah, we don't need to see him <laughs> anymore. That's true. Yeah, they they talk about the tournament from the Gun Gale Online uh, season, but yeah, I don't think they've actually shown him yet. Unless it was just a small cameo in the background that I missed. Yeah, he hasn't like actually had any lines or really anything on this. Okay. So yeah, which I'm so totally that's, that's cool with. Good for the, huh? <laughs> which I'm totally cool with. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he's a big part of the reason why a lot of people who don't like Sword Art Online don't like Sword Art Online. <laughs> it's because uh, as a character, he's he's a little bit grating, and especially the fact that he's written like super savior he's always the best at everything he does except when he's not and when he's not it's because it helps him learn to become the best or he's holding back yeah or he's holding back yeah so so i guess some people will be happy that he's not in this but um as of the first three episodes i'm not sure that the new main character is a whole lot better (laughs) i mean she kind of is but at the same time it's like hey she picked up her first vr game and within like three weeks she's already the best PKer on the map and everyone knows about her because she you know kills everyone and she's in this tournament where she's doing crazy stuff and i'm like are you also like jesus <laughs> like is this whoever you focus on in this series has to be super op i don't know i mean literally they talk about her PKing is like she does just do surprise attacks yeah, it's, it's not like she's, like, necessarily the best. She just happens to have a good, like, strategy for it. And I guess there's that, that one character that basically manages to <laughs> see through it and be like, okay, now I know where you're at. I'm not going to let you kill me. <laughs> but Yeah, and I mean, and then also, like, in the tournament she's in, it's like she has a partner that is definitely the more tactical person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely keep watching it. Like, I haven't been completely turned off. I mean, I watched all the other shows, even with Cerrito <laughs> being kind of annoying. So, uh, her being slightly better is obviously reason to, to keep watching, I guess. But 
I mean, yeah, it did bother me a little bit that it seems like they're kind of replaying that. The one thing that's kind of nice is that they're working in a little bit of some of the themes that I feel like they touched on in other shows but never really got into. Like, one of the reasons why VR games would be interesting is that you can be someone you're not. And that's a big reason why this character is getting into VR games. <laughs> because she doesn't like herself in the real world and wants to be someone different in the game. Did you really need to say big reason? No, but <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so new sword on online that has nothing to do with swords or arts. But there is online. <laughs> um and then the uh, Persona 5 anime started. So I've watched the first few episodes of that. I think there's one that's out that I haven't watched yet, but it's, you know, kind of what you'd expect following the 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 game pretty closely so far. Um I will say the animation has been a little bit uh, sketchy at times, especially <laughs> in the second episode and beyond. Like the first episode was kind of okay and then it's starting to show the cracks a little bit more. Um hmm. But, you know, I loved the story and the game, so kind of fun to watch it again in anime form. Yeah, so far I've only seen the first episode. I mean, it's not like it turned me off. I'm just like, I did play this game already, and I do have other things to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me it's just kind of like whenever I get home from work and I'm making dinner, like I always want to have something on while I'm eating dinner. And usually it's just like, okay, what's new that I can put on and even if it's something like this where I've obviously already seen the story, it's like, well, I might as well put that on. Yeah, that works. Yeah, so Persona 5. And then um, one show that I've been really enjoying that started this season that's uh, not actually on Crunchyroll like the other stuff uh, is uh, Otakoi, or Love is Hard for Otaku, which is not quite what I would have expected from the name of the show because in this case it focuses on a uh, female otaku who... Um, she basically quits her job because her coworkers find out about her, her dirty secret of being an otaku. So she starts a new job and finds out that one of her childhood friends, who's also uh, an otaku, was working there. And on the very first day, he's like, hey, so you going to Summer Comicette? <laughs> She's like, no, it's going to come out again. But fortunately, it turns out some of her other coworkers are into that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of turning into a bit of a you know comedy show about her and her three friends who were all into different aspects of um, otaku culture and them kind of playing off of each other. You know, going to the bookstore or talking about cosplay or stuff like that. So it's been pretty fun so far. It's hmm. neat. Yeah, I think yep. I remember yeah. another friend of mine started or picked that show up and was liking it too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that one's actually on uh, Amazon Prime. So anyone who's got Amazon Prime can watch that one. Thanks to Anime Strike dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, not having to pay extra. Yep. Instead, I just have to deal well, with your kind of crappy PS4 app. I was going to say, I, I just said not having to pay extra, but I think I saw something that Amazon Prime's going up 20 bucks. That is true, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, soon you will have to pay extra. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, it's starting to become uh, harder and harder to justify. Like, when I was getting it for 40 bucks as a student, I was like, sweet. <laughs> yeah breaking into 120 i need to go over how many games i do actually buy in a year and see if i'm saving more on that 20 percent off or not 
Yeah, I know several other people uh, for, that write for PS Nation have been doing the uh, Best Buy one instead, because you also get twenty percent off on new games, but it also includes like limited editions. Hmm. I don't remember how much a year that is, but it's it's obviously less because you're not getting all the other Prime stuff. I just don't know how much it is, and that might be one of those things I might look at and go, hmm, should I switch over to the Best Buy thing? Yeah. I I have more to do it. I, I wouldn't really switch over because of just getting shipped to my place is a lot more convenient than going out to the Best Buy. I think you can get it shipped with that, too. Oh, free shipping know. with Best Buy? Uh, maybe. Obviously, I think, well, with their Game Pass, um, I don't think they would apply to everything else. Or it might not. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. I just know it's a thing that other people do as an alternative. Yeah. Something to potentially look into. Definitely getting the free shipping at Amazon is kind of good because, oh, hey, I need stuff for my new computer. Let's <laughs> get it all on Amazon. <laughs> God, or the, God. Have, it, have it in a day without paying any extra. God, the times where I'm just at work and I'm like, oh, I need a couple of cables. And I do, 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 do. Hey, free same day shipping if I do this before noon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yeah. something I did. <laughs> yep. So there's a few other shows I've been watching this season, but I think we're going to kind of save some of them for. Uh, next episode since otherwise it'll probably be you know same things over and over again so i'll talk about a couple other things next time like i just watched the first few episodes of hina matsuri yesterday it was good so talk about that next time but then the big thing and we delay this episode slightly to record it because we were both going to see avengers infinity war on uh, opening day Hmm? i I was just saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah, yeah that they're that they're Avengers. Um, obviously, without avoiding spoilers. Without avoiding. With, <laughs> avoiding spoilers. Um, I will say that I I enjoyed it a lot. I felt like it was a very good, uh, in terms of as a culmination of ten years worth of these silly films. <laughs> yeah. Um, some minor issues here and there with the story and kind of the way they pace it and everything, but um, for the most part, very very awesome. Lots of cool fights, and um, <clears throat> that ending. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh my god, that. Oh, that that movie was something. Was not entirely, or I I, I didn't I go in not expect not knowing what to expect at all, and damn, just damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I went with my father, and so afterwards we were talking about it, and like, there's a lot to talk about with that movie, and yeah. Yeah, I just, I will say, if you have been like going on and off to different Marvel movies and not necessarily seen them all, this might not be the movie to go to. <laughs> yeah, that's for that's for sure. Like, they don't do a whole lot of introductions, um, of characters. It's not like, oh, by the way, this guy's Iron Man and he has these abilities. It's like, nope, you're, here he is. He's got a suit. He's doing stuff. Yeah. Although I will say, he did some upgrades to his suit since the last time we saw him. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, when, like, because I've been avoiding trailers because of this for yeah. so much. But, like, when his, first, when his suit first showed up, I'm like, not sure entirely how I felt about it. And it's like, yeah, maybe we'll see. But when, when hit throughout the movie, when it just showed off everything it could do. And I'm like, that, that suit is amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that, wow. So glad. There's so neat how they worked in what that suit can do. Mm-hmm. 
Like, man, he must be getting some uh, intel from the Wakandans because <laughs> it seems like it's got a lot of abilities that uh, Black Panther had in that movie. Uh, not exactly. It seems it's sort of a little different. I mean, I... I yeah, obviously different in, in many ways, but um, like the way he was able to put it on when he first put it on. It's like that reminded me a lot of how uh, Black Panther's suit he, he's come a long way from needing a full suitcase that he steps into, like in the second movie. <laughs> I mean, even that was an improvement over, hey, it's like, kind of need all these machines to screw it and stuff in the first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, man, that Avengers. Man. Probably going to go see it again soon, too. <laughs> I already have seen it a second time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about going today, but then I was like, oh, I got to record this. But definitely plan to go back and see it at some point yeah just oh, i want to talk about spoilers but no i'm not going to we can we can do spoiler cast at the end of the episode <laughs> maybe well why don't you jump into what you've been watching yeah then avengers <laughs> so yeah obviously avengers a couple of the stuff i already mentioned it and he was also watching but um okay yeah this season has had a lot of uh season twos for me <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this, I mean, I'll just start off with one of the biggest ones because already talking about mechs with Iron Man, but yeah, Gundam Build Divers is uh, not actually a sequel to the Build Fighters series. It seems to be its own universe, but still that whole same like, hey, build Gunpla and go fight with it. But instead of like fighting in like real life, it's actually like you put your Gunpla on a thing and you get into basically a virtual reality MMO with your gun with the, your Gunpla and it's been kind of neat seeing that other world and the more possibilities of like the different fights that they do because there's like you know different mission structures some PvE stuff not just purely fighting against other opponents but you know still I mean all the stuff's only a couple episodes three or four episodes in so Really enjoying it. Go figure. On a level from zero to one, zero to ten, how much do they try to get you to buy gunpla in the show? <laughs> I mean, they where they go online is like they're literally going to the like the Gundam base, which is like where the uh, one to one unicorn is in real life, as well as you know, obviously they're in the show. <laughs> <laughs> as well and like if you're watching it off of bandai's youtube channel directly i mean like before and after the show they're actually like putting in ads for the Gunpla. so yep. yeah it's kind of what i expected <laughs> <laughs> but yeah having fun with that um continue the mech stuff darling and the franks oh my god the last couple of episodes have been a freaking roller coaster for the fandom <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have lots of uh lots of interesting theories and people mad and <laughs> yeah that show is is igniting all kinds of different reactions from the fan base yeah i love it like after the one big episode that was just like hey fandom just split on this and it's just like the creator was like you know please watch the next episode <laughs> like don't just drop the show now we we do deal with stuff 
I'm like, I didn't actually expect the creator needing to tweet that out. <laughs> well, we're talking about a fandom where when they get pissed off, you see pictures of people like breaking Blu-rays and stuff. <laughs> so, fortunately for them, the Blu-rays for this aren't out yet, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, this thing pissed me off. I'm going to burn all my manga of it. <laughs> and post pictures on social media. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are all things that have happened in the anime <laughs> fandom. Lots of times. Yeah. Far too many times. And then uh, it's like, we'll go for a triple threat on Max. <laughs> Full Metal Panic's third season is also out. And oh, yeah. I have been watching that as well. Yeah. That... Uh, some of the CGI has been a little interesting, but yeah, <laughs> but it's it has hit the ground running definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like Avengers. That's not a show where they're like, oh, we're gonna ease you into it if you haven't seen the first two. Nope, we're just going full bore. Here's these characters. I hope you watch the first two seasons. Yeah, or three seasons. That other season isn't necessarily necessary. Hey, hey, so. <laughs> The subtitle of the show is Invisible Victory, which is IV, which is four. So I think they're <laughs> counting this as the fourth anime. I mean, the, but the previous anime was called The Second Raid. Shh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so enjoying that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure how they're going to get out of this entirely, but... No, yeah, they're they're quite the pickle at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, damn, <laughs> so much mech stuff. What non mech stuff am I even watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, so Shokugeki no Soma or Food Wars is uh, it's kind of funny. It's they consider it this still season three. It's just the second half of season three, not just a season new three, season. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, that's started up again. We're dealing with the whole school being kind of, not, not, I mean, take over, is, I guess you would describe it, but it's mm-hmm. sort of an internal coup, as, uh, whatever. Anywho, <laughs> stuff's also getting pretty serious on that show, which, for the storyline, it works, but I also did enjoy the show when it was, I mean, still sort of some stakes, but... Also, a little more lighthearted with some of the stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, see how the fallout from all that comes out. Uh, let's see. Also, another season of Tokyo Ghoul, which... The first season I enjoyed, the second season got weird. <laughs> <laughs> or just the pacing was off, and... It's funny because like they they talked about how in like the this in the manga where is I think it was like a sequel manga or I can't remember exactly. Anywho, so I'll just start over. The first season of the anime ended where they were gonna continue. I mean, it leaves up, it picks up right after where the anime ended, but where they were gonna continue mm-hmm. with the second season was supposed to be an anime original sort of thing. Because people weren't exactly happy with where the manga went after that point. Really, that's an that's an interesting reason to go to an anime original. Well, the thing was like the I, mean, I could see it, but yeah, the original creator was also uh, working on the story for that original. So I mean, it was gonna be a little similar, but also hopefully fix some things up. 
Um, mm-hmm. It ended up being more similar than people wanted, and it was still like <laughs> this this weird character motivation and. Eh. Anywho, this new season picks up with, uh, I mean, because I, I didn't even know about past that, because, yeah. But uh, where this new season picked up was kind of surprising. And I was curious after the first couple episodes, but now this last episode, I'm not as sure anymore <laughs> either. But we'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, ah, I'm hoping we can get some better or some of the character interactions i was hoping for mm-hmm. but uh yeah uh then uh let's see oh <laughs> the one new anime i'll talk about is uh i guess they made an anime of the caligula video game <laughs> yep i was kind of surprised by that yeah which i never played the game myself i just remember hearing about it, and I, I didn't even know what the story for the game was. <laughs> but uh, I think you played it, right? Yep, there's a review on PS Nation. Plug, plug. <laughs> yeah, I, I played the game and was less than impressed uh, with that. So I was I was actually kind of surprised because the anime seemed to be getting a decent amount of buzz. Hmm. But yeah, I'm actually kind of curious how how much they're following the how the story goes in the game because we're four episodes in and the main character has not awakened to a weapon <laughs> hmm. so i mean yeah i thought i thought that happened relatively quick in the game i, I mean i would imagine so because there's gameplay to do but uh, yeah in this there i mean there is one character i'm assuming in the game was also had the weapon before the main guy but yeah we're uh Kind of dealing with a bunch of different characters dealing with stuff, but no one has a, no one really has a weapon yet except for one guy. Huh. So yeah, it's kind of curious how that's different from the game, which I don't know. I'd like to say I'd like to play the game and compare, but uh, yeah, <laughs> again backlog. Yeah, <laughs> I sw- I'm like should put a note at the start of this episode. Take a shot every time I say backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna title this the episode with something to do with superheroes, since you know, Avengers and Hero Academia and spoilers anime of the month. But maybe maybe I should you know title as uh, drink whenever you hear the word backlog. <laughs> but yeah, uh, about does it for anime I'm watching. But uh, wow, the western side of animation had a pretty big showing in the last couple of weeks. With the uh, Cartoon Network finally brought back some new episodes of Steven Universe. <laughs> God, I swear Cartoon Network airs that show so sporadically, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not sure if we'll, how much we'll be getting story on the like the main storyline or some more sort of character episodes, which I mean are good too and they sort of tend to build into the main episodes and just i don't remember how far into this season we are and how much to expect but mm-hmm. yeah because airing weird wish they aired more but um uh, new show cartoon network started airing though is uh craig of the creek which i 
from a couple of the previews, I'm like, this show looks like it could be n- good. And I watched a few of the episodes, and I'm like, this show is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's it about? But yeah, it's like, the biggest thing I've seen it compared to kind of is like the, I think it was the old Disney cartoon Recess, where it's like, it's sort of, you have like a bunch of kids playing, except this time it's not like Recess at school. It's like after school, they're playing in the like forest uh, um, in the town. That has a creek running through it, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you got your three main characters who are their own group. And like there are like so many different cliques throughout the entire forest that make up a, a pretty nice community. It's pretty varied. It's like <laughs> like the best part is like they have like the ninja kids who are, you know, really into Japanese manga. <laughs> <laughs> like I think one of the lines was like like my backpack contains imported japanese manga that your library could never hope to contain <laughs> uh i but uh, yeah it's the episodes have been great and i'm really enjoying it so yeah i mean it's, it's nice to have one of those low stakes shows mm-hmm. but uh speaking not speaking of low stakes though but uh tbs actually started airing a cartoon show called final space and, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's actually nearing the season finale in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, so that one's sort of about a guy who is, uh, it's like, you know, in the future Star Trek kind of universe where people, there's like, you know, the gla- Infinity Guard sort of thing. But the main character mm-hmm. kind of got arrested and is has a five-year prison sentence out in space. And uh, he comes across this uh, little entity he calls Mooncake, <laughs> and uh, like the like the snacks. Uh, I guess he. Oh, those are moon pies. Oh yeah, okay, no moon sorry. pies. No. Yeah, he's yeah. he had a bit a uh, pet caterpillar that he named Mooncake, so he named it after this. But yeah, so apparently there the. Uh, the evil Lord Commander wants this, and he gets in. It sort of gets into an adventure about getting, uh, keeping him away from that, as well as a rip in space that it can devour Earth. So yeah, but it is quite hilarious. <laughs> like the main character says this a lot, and I'll, I'll try to do it like he does it, but it's just like, oh my crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, I, I don't even know if I'm doing it justice. There's, the delivery on so many of the lines is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really funny show. But uh, that's about it for what I'm watching. Cool. Well, you mentioning space reminded me that I actually watched the first two episodes of the new Netflix Lost in Space show. <laughs> How was that? Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I know I was seeing some stuff online, like people who liked the old TV show from, what was that, like 70s or something, um, were less impressed by this new one. But I thought the first two episodes were, were all right. Um, it was interesting because I was watching it on the plane on the way to Vegas, and the first episode is them crashing the ship. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> watching a ship crashing while I'm on an airplane doesn't seem like the best plan, but <laughs> whatever. Hey, at least you didn't watch Final Destiny on the plane 
<laughs> yeah. Or uh, the first episode of Lost. <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's been interesting. I I might watch some more, kind of see where it where it's going, because at the moment it's been kind of straightforward. You know, they crashed and now they're trying to survive. But um, they didn't introduce alien robot guy who ends the first episode by saying danger will robinson which is you know like the one line everyone associates with that franchise yeah oh what damn it i remember seeing someone post a picture of it and comparing it to something in another in a game and i'm like i don't remember which one it was now yeah it has vibe of like a lot of different things i've seen like the face looks kind of like um the masks from like I don't know, Excel World and a couple other shows. Like, the face has, like, this big, like, blotch thing in the front. So, I don't know. It, it, a lot of the parts of it kind of look really familiar to other things. But, yeah, it's been it's been all right. Might, might give that a better shot. But, uh, but, yeah, so we'll move on to anime of the month, which uh, this week is – this week – this month is my pick. <laughs> and uh, – in keeping with the superhero theme, uh, I picked One Punch Man, which I hope I haven't done before. <laughs> I can't remember if I did. Um, but uh, this is obviously a show that kind of parodies the superheroes, um, both superheroes and then also like the Shonen Jump shows, like Dragon Ball Z and that kind of stuff. So, uh, show about uh, the hero Saitama, who literally becomes so powerful that he can't he can't make a fight last more than one punch like everyone he fights he just defeats them in one punch hence the name one punch man and uh it's a very very funny show because it lampoons a lot of the conventions of um superhero shows and uh like dragon ball z and stuff like that kind of making fun of the the characters who end up really powerful and always end up winning but then like kind of takes it even further to the extreme and because of how powerful Saitama is, he's always getting bored, and um, he doesn't even, even though he's really strong, he, like, isn't rated very strong in relation to the other heroes, because everyone assumes that he's cheating somehow, <laughs> stuff like that, so they really play up a lot of uh, the funny aspects of, of the superhero genre, and and things like that, so it's, it's a really fun show, and uh, there's actually a second season that's going to be coming soon, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. A little bit, uh, I, I have to be hopeful, but uh, it is by a different studio, so it's not Studio Bones who did the first season, which is rather unfortunate. Yeah, fingers crossed that it still turns out good, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I thought it was supposed to come out sometime this year, but I still haven't heard much more on a date. But I, don't, I don't even know if it's still coming this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly sure it's this year. I thought it was going to be like summer summer or fall yeah which i guess are the only seasons left <laughs> since winter usually means the start of the next year yeah but but yeah but yeah one punch man is good love a lot of the characters in that show and uh like moomin Rider is kind of the the gung-ho character who's you know really wants to fight for justice and everything and then he's like really weak and can't do anything so they they really kind of play around a lot with the different archetypes and kind of take them to different extremes to make some rather interesting cast. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> as well as the like differing animation on Saitama. So great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good show and um hopeful for season two. So anime of the month, one punch man. I guess that'll about do it for uh the this episode of the SideQuest podcast. As usual, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Our email is sidequest at psnation.com. You can shoot some feedback or you know questions or whatever there. Uh, our Twitter account is at sidequestcast. This post will be on PS Nation, so you can comment it on the post itself, or I'll usually create a thread in the forums. You go to the forums and, uh, you know, any feedback you have, favorite part of... Uh, infinity war that's not a spoiler (laughs) um or you know whatever you think about uh my hero academia or one punch man or whatever um as usual i will plug our affiliate store links if you want to help out ps nation just go to the page uh, up on the top there's a little drop down that says buy stuff one of those is the affiliate links and that will contain links to a bunch, bunch of different websites so amazon best buy gamestop all those kind of places just click the link Go there, buy stuff. We get a little, little piece of the action. Kind of helps us pay our bills, um, pay for E3, which is coming up pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then also, uh, we've been trying to stream a little bit more on uh, Twitch.tv/psnation. I know Dave's streamed a few times. He streamed some God of War the other day. And so, if you have uh, Amazon Prime and you get your free month subscription on Twitch then you know, we'd appreciate if you could uh, send that our way. It doesn't cost you anything extra if you already have Prime. So, again, it gives us a little, little kickback and uh, helps us pay for all of the E3 stuff. So, really appreciate all that. But uh, anything you can do helps out. So, we'll wrap up episode 22. Got any more final thoughts, Wyatt? Uh, I do, but they're spoilery. <laughs> so, should, should we do that then? <laughs> I mean, God, I could not believe that Hawkeye was Thanos. I know. I was not seeing that coming. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that was was obviously a fake spoiler, but I don't know. I guess real spoilers ahead? Okay. Yeah. Waiting. So that ending, yeah. Oh, wow. I was not quite sure. Like, when Thor stabbed him, I'm like, oh, okay, so they're going to end it like this. And it's like, nope, he's still got enough power to snap his fingers. Oh, God, <laughs> just, man. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't yeah. sure if they were going to get all the stones, if he was going to get all the stones in one movie or not, but. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> God, I just felt so fucking bad for Wanda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean. Not only does she have to actually make the decision or go through with the action, because I'm not sure how much she actually made that decision, but it was kind of forced mm-hmm. on her. But still, she went through with it, and then to have it undone and then have see him killed again, oh, God, that just hurt. Yeah. You know, one interesting thing that I was thinking about after the movie is how they actually did that three times in the movie where someone had to you know kill someone that they cared about. Because obviously, or had to try to. So obviously there was the Wanda one, but then Star-Lord earlier in the movie with Gamora. And she's telling him, you know, kill me, kill me. And then he finally works with the courage to do it. And of course the reality stone's like, nope, 
bubbles. bubbles. But and then of course Thanos um, tossing Gamora off the thing to get the Soul Stone. Yeah, and then, that was kind of an interesting, interesting theme to kind of run through the movie. Yeah, I'll just say it. But again, and right before that, when Gamora tries to kill herself before Thanos can do that, it's like he also turns the knife into bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Thanos has a thing for bubbles, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's. It's like seeing Spider-Man and Black Panther both go, and then I'm like, they both have, like, confirmed movies. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess this is not, this is getting undone. Yeah, that is the one thing that definitely took me out of it a little bit. Because I'm watching some of the characters disappear, and I'm like, okay. Like, the, I, I can't remember who the first few were. Oh, the, but they the were... very first one was Bucky, and it was just like, you just see Cap yeah. watch that, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so you see some of those, and you're like, okay. Bucky, all right. But then, as soon as Black Panther, I'm like, okay, he's way too popular. <laughs> he's definitely getting another movie. Okay, they're going to have to get around this somehow. And then, obviously, like you said, Spider-Man. And um, I forget who else. But Everyone like, except, like, the, all the Guardians except Rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Like, everyone who was on uh, Titan except for Iron Man, right? And uh, Gamora. Or not Gamora, uh, Nebula. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess they never showed Nebula. But Yeah, I mean, they show yeah, yeah. him and Nebula standing on Titan alone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Which, something I actually found out, I was, like, when I was reading reactions and stuff, because I, I didn't n- put this together right away, because, you know, it was, like, just in the moment of all of it happening. But the entire original Avengers are all still around. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So it's just like people are definitely saying, like, you know, it's like the people that the uh, the, the the stones erased are expected to come back. But it, we're pretty much thinking that, like, the original Avengers are going to be making some big sacrifices to achieve that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like you're saying, it's like, yeah, it's like it's it's this movie where we get all the big team ups and then it's the other movie where we get the personal real big sacrifices instead yeah. of people thinking it'd be the other way around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously, the beginning of the movie, the movie starts off with Loki dying. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and also, um, Heimdall, which was kind of disappointing because <laughs> Heimdall is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so there's definitely the, the, um, part back part of my mind that's going okay they're clearly going to figure out some way to fix this in the next movie and like we know they started working on it like immediately once they finished this one so yeah it's obviously like okay I mean, they're they're working on it you also got dr strange or yeah dr strange going like it's like hey this was the plan all along basically or this was the only way we could win <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like that was something my my father pointed out after the movie he's like okay so he said he saw all the futures and he saw one where they won Clearly, the reason he saved Iron Man is because he saw that there was some way they could win with Iron Man being alive. Yeah. So, of course, you still got to go back to the fact that, man, Star-Lord really fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. God damn it, Peter. <laughs> Quill, not Parker. <laughs> yeah, Peter Quill, not, not Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker was great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, magic kick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing that I was a little bit disappointed by was the fact that we never had a moment where everyone was together. Like, I was waiting for that, like, super shot, like, team up everybody together. But obviously, since they kind of had the, the storyline split between, like, two or three different things at various points, that it never ended up happening. Yeah. Man, <laughs> when Thor just like showed up at the at the Wakanda battle, it's like, oh, that, uh-huh. oh, damn it, that's why they didn't mention about God of War. <laughs> I'm like, that was the funny. The funny part was is just like playing God of War with the Norse stuff there, and then with the Norse stuff in uh, Marvel Universe, and I'm just like, it's a very different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is hilarious when you see. Or it was extremely hilarious for me when you see Thor uh, beam in and like toss the axe, and I'm just like, "Hey, I've been doing that in God of War." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking similar, like, "Oh, hey, he got an axe, just like uh, they didn't got a war." But yeah, that was that was quite the ride. There was a lot of stun silence at the end of the movie. Yeah, at least in my theater. Yeah, my theater <laughs> was very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilariously, the thing that got the biggest reaction, well, biggest surprise reaction, eh, eh it's not sure how to say it, whatever, but was the whole Red Skull reveal. Oh, yeah. I was just like, holy shit, they brought that character back. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, because I had been watching, um, like, recap stuff, and I hadn't, hadn't remembered until I was watching a recap that in... Uh, that movie at the end of the movie when they're fighting he doesn't like get killed or anything it's just he gets like teleported by the tesseract which is the space stone yeah it's the space stone space stone yeah so that one teleports people so it's like oh right they didn't actually kill him so when i was watching that preview i'm like oh he could still be alive like they could bring him back somehow and then he's in this movie it's like (laughs) oh well there he is yeah (laughs) yeah it was a little bit of a deep cut though because like after the movie i'm like so did you recognize that character i asked my dad and he's like no was i supposed to and i was like well he was the villain guy from the first captain america film he's like oh okay yeah now i now i recognize it <laughs> but i wonder how many people maybe wouldn't remember that because it's been you know <laughs> nine years or whatever since captain america first came out yeah i mean i i haven't really rewatched that movie too much and I haven't, you know, done recaps for this and I still remembered, but I'm uh, not exactly the norm. Uh, well, I'm not a normal person, but in terms of geeks, I think <laughs> I'm someone uh, that's somewhat normal, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I think best team up or combat was Bucky picking up Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one, yeah. <laughs> I actually rather enjoyed the fight on Titan against uh, Thanos. I thought that team-up was actually pretty fun, and they, they had some cool action there. Although it was interesting that, like, all of them together were having trouble, and then Doctor Strange, once everyone else is incapacitated, Doctor Strange actually manages to, like, hold, hold his own against him. And then he gets incapacitated, and then Iron Man gets to, you know, go 1v1 and actually holds his own for a little bit. It's like, so if the two of you were capable of holding your own... How come, like, the six of you together couldn't take him down? It's like, yeah. I, I guess technically they kind of did, since they managed to get him to the point where they almost got the gauntlet off. Except for 
fucking Peter. <laughs> Peter. But but yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, if the two of you were that powerful, you couldn't you couldn't do more when you were all fighting together. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he did wreck them pretty hard. <laughs> After, yeah. Like they they showed off for a little bit, but yeah, then Thanos just like, yeah, those fucking stones. But I will say... I, I know you hadn't... Oh, go ahead. I will say it's like, fucking damn, dropping a moon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that was what killed Chewbacca in the extended universe. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. I completely forgot, because dropping moons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I guess I can say more about Iron Man's suit. But yeah, just like... Because, like, it was, like, all nanite-based, so it was just, like, it was, like, I guess it was, like, in his chest piece, it contains more nanites than just makes the suit. So it was just, like, yeah. as he started to lose pieces, like, he had extra nanites to, like, rebuild pieces, and then even, like, oh, it just, like, the, it just seems really great. Like, when you see at the end, like, he's, like, running out, so it's, like, to, like, use his attacks, like, he's actually, like, sort of redistributing taking actually armor off of his legs back under the arms for more power. And I'm just, mm-hmm. oh, it just was so good to see that. <laughs> yeah. It just, especially at the very beginning of the movie, when he first pulls his suit out and he's like building those like flying things around him and stuff like that. But just like the way the suit came out of his chest thing kind of reminded me how the suit came out of the necklace and uh, in black Panther. So I was like, I wonder if he like, managed to get some vibranium or something <laughs> yeah, i think it was more just like as i said like he's was nanite technology whereas i think the suit i mean, this is guessing i don't know about the black panther suit but i think it was using the vibranium to just sort of compress it and keep it within the thing and then have it deployed mm-hmm. so two different techs because it sounded mm-hmm. like the black panther hadn't been or the wakanda wasn't too open yet by the reaction of it's like hey when you said you wanted to open our borders this wasn't what i was expecting <laughs> yeah yeah i was wondering about that because obviously they went there and the shield's still there and you still can't see wakanda so maybe they i mean he's he said at the end of the movie they're doing more outreach yeah so yeah, i mean i don't maybe they're still being a little bit coy about how much technology they have yeah i mean they might be more out there in black panther 2 and just like they didn't want to deal with that being totally out there in the avengers movie because that would be too much story yeah but yeah and the, what about the uh end of credit scene oh god i, <laughs> I know i was gonna get disappointed when it started but when he w- whipped out the beeper, and I'm like, please be Coulson, please be Coulson, please be Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would have been awesome. Well, you know Coulson's going to be in that movie, right? The one that they were teasing? Oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that's in the 90s. Yeah, so for people who maybe didn't quite get the reference for whatever reason hasn't looked it up, the beeper shows the symbol for Captain Marvel, and they've confirmed that that takes place in the 90s, and because it's before he, quote-unquote, died in Avengers 1, uh, it means that uh, he's going to be in that movie, from what I understand. But, but yeah. Hopefully that's not too much for people who are trying to stay silent on these stuff. But mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually... I, this was the thing I was going to mention. Um, I know you didn't watch a lot of the trailers, but they actually pulled a couple fast ones in the trailers. Like Oh, yeah. In one of the trailers, they show the scene of them charging in Wakanda, but they didn't have the Hulkbuster in there. They had the Hulk himself. So you're 
you look at the trailer and you go, oh, okay, that means at some point Iron Man's going to get back to Earth and fight in Wakanda. But, or sorry, um, Hulk's going to be there. And obviously a big part of Hulk's thing is that uh, Hulk, you know, couldn't Hulk out. <laughs> so they, they definitely did a few things. I think there was a couple other scenes that I remember seeing in the trailers that looked like they were set on Earth with Thanos that actually ended up not being set on Earth. Um, so they did a lot of, like, bait-and-switch things in the trailers to kind of keep you from knowing too much. Yeah. Like, I remember them talking about... I mean, I think I mentioned it, too. It was just like, hey, they showed Thor having two eyes in the Avengers trailer before Infinity... or before uh, Ragnarok came out because he loses an eye in Ragnarok. Yeah. But then he gets an eye back in this... Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, maybe those trailers weren't false. And I didn't didn't ever go back to double check but i don't care that much just funny thinking about <laughs> no they definitely did they they had a trailer before it was him with two uh, with you know without the eye patch and then they did another trailer that was like oh but by the way he's with the eye patch and then obviously he has the fake eye from rocket now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i will say in terms of hulk like I mean, it may, I guess that you know they don't they want to deal with the Hulk storyline in the next movie. But I, one thing I was kind of hoping would happen was um, in the like last fight in the Hulkbuster when he's fighting the other big dude, he um, he loses an arm, and I'm like I just wanted uh-huh. it to sort of where he half Hulked out, where he still had like the other the like robot arm he still had, and then the actual Hulk arm coming out the other <laughs> yeah. end. I'm like that would have <laughs> been so cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting to see uh, him using the Iron Man suit, or the Hulkbuster Iron Man suit. <laughs> it's like being the Hulk, but not losing control. Trip. <laughs> uh, I, I remember the uh, the Gamora joke got a lot of jokes in my theater. Where's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? I'll do you one better. What is Gamora? <laughs> it's like, is Footloose still the greatest movie ever made? <laughs> I don't think it ever was that. All right, no more pop culture references out of you. But but did you ever see the old movie Aliens? <laughs> I love Spider-Man in this film. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, oh even oh god, like when he is like, "Hey, hey, can you make a distraction?" Oh my god, the world's gonna end. <laughs> It was good times. Yeah. So good. And I definitely, it will be a tough wait for a year for the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, even better. I was so thinking, you know, it's just like, it's like Peter Dinklage, tallest character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they told him ahead of time, like, by the way, we're going to make your character a giant. <laughs> and also deepen your voice by a whole bunch. Yeah, he's still a dwarf. It's just d- dwarfs are large. <laughs> yeah. Space dwarf. <laughs> So I wonder what they're going to call the next one, if they're still going to call it Infinity War Part 2. Because obviously they, they said that originally, like, Infinity War Part 1 and 2, and then they, they took it back. They're like, oh, no, we're we're not making two parts, you know. But we're not going to tell you the title of the second one because it's a spoiler. So I wonder now if they're going to go back and call it Infinity War Part 2 or if they're going to call it, like, you know, Avengers Save the World. I don't know. <laughs> Avengers let retcon the last movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I have no idea, but I think a couple of I think it was like Avengers disassembled. 
would be a pretty depressing one. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't remember one other one I heard, but yeah, I don't know. Pure speculation and oh god, just remembering the Thanos will return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised by how Thanos centric it was. Yeah. Um, they did a lot to kind of build up his character, so he wasn't just you know evil bad guy trying to do stuff. It's like, no, okay, he actually has reasons. I don't think there are reasons most or really anybody would agree with, but definitely has his reasons. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, you can snap your fingers and wipe out half of of uh, sentient beatings. Can't you snap your fingers and make a shit ton of food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. If the Infinity Gauntlet's that strong, make a new reality where there's a bunch of food. Hopefully they're not all bubbles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah. I think we spoiled the hell out of that movie now. <laughs> yep. So hopefully you <laughs> heeded the spoiler warning if you were planning on seeing it and haven't yet. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up for real then. Yeah. Or will we? Maybe there's a post-credit scene on this episode. Well, hey, if you want me to start spoiling God of War stuff, <laughs> that one's a spoiler for you. <laughs> Please don't. I'm only like 10 minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap up there. Any any other final thoughts that in this spoiler section? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm good. All right. All right. See you guys next time. Uh, peace oh, out. Later.